This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with The Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. as we get you all caught up on here. Uh, um, if you're looking to uh, spend some time away from the snow or the cold temperatures, obviously, hopefully we can warm things up for you guys with some uh, winter sports talk. We've got a lot of great content to talk about, um, some hoops, some wrestling, some gymnastics, all the winter sports that you can want. So um, make sure you sit down and relax and enjoy this uh, podcast. Uh, maybe you're stuck in traffic as well when you're listening to this. Hopefully uh, things are going quickly for you as well. But hopefully, uh, whatever, however you're listening to this, hopefully we're um, providing some um, levity um, during these holiday seasons. So we're going to do our four-quarter format as always, where uh, in the first quarter we just do a kind of a you know recap of everything that's been going on in the past week. Um, we had a lot of sports taking place over the past week, so um, a lot to get over with. Um, and in the second quarter, we are joined by a Nutrier uh, gymnast, Clara Crossgrove. Um, she's going to talk about uh, an impressive uh, performance from her and the Trevians. Um, in the third quarter, we play a Wear No Air weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we do some preview action um, as we've got holiday tournaments going on. And also we're recording this on Wednesday, the 21st, which is the first day of the early signing period for football um, in the NCAA. So we'll talk about the guys who we know who are signing um, during this early period as well. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Check us out. Give us a nice sort of review. Spread the word as we always appreciate it. Uh, hopefully uh, better reviews and all that kind of stuff can spread the word about the podcast to people who are curious about high school sports in the North Shore area. But I'm going to bring Joe in here now as we've got some stuff to recap here in the first quarter. Um, and why don't we start things off, Joe? Um, I feel like one of the bigger headlines was um, the Dvorak uh, Invitational over the weekend. Um, one of the best, pretty close to being you know, close to being uh, the IHSA like state individual tournament level where you're kind of getting a lot of the areas or Northern Illinois' best wrestlers and even guys from uh, different states as well. You're getting a lot of great talent in this tournament that takes place um, in Harlem and McKenzie Park over the weekend. And um, I know we had some uh, area guys who competed in it and some uh, um, some good stuff that happened there. So why don't we start off with Loyola um, where we saw some great uh, performances uh, from the Ramblers. Yeah, and that always starts with uh, Massiotiati, who who won the tournament. Um, he, you know, you have a great season. Obviously, was a state finalist last year. So for his kind of follow up big campaign, he just he stuck right there, and he's taken on every challenge, which has been pretty significant. Um, I think he's up to seventeen and three on the season. He kind of, you know, depending on the the Loyola's lineup, he can move up a class or um, and uh, to help him help him with the team points, but. Uh, um, he won the 120 pounds at this bracket and uh, he's he's every bit what he was last year and, and hopefully he can make another run for it um, another run for a state title um, other good finishes we got uh, a few fre- a couple freshmen doing really good stuff Kai Calcutt he's at 220 that is big for a freshman um, and he finished fourth um, at the Dvorak huge finish for him um, a junior Quinn Herbert was seventh and another freshman James Hamila. Hamila, 
uh, Hemela, I don't know, one of the three, uh, took eighth, and he's at 106. And even um, Callum said um, he's a small for 106. So pretty good stuff from them. Um, you know, they didn't even put a whole lineup out there. And I think they finished uh, 11th out of the 39 teams. So um, they, they were absent in three weights. You know, we also had um, Danny Herbert was there and Joey Herbert, all three Herberts, and another freshman, Gavin Pardillo, was there. So uh, pretty cool stuff from the Ramblers, and they just kept going. What uh, How impressive is it just to see, you know, a month into things, you kind of figure things out. I know there's been a lot of illnesses going around, not just in um, wrestling, but a lot of sports as we're all kind of trying to figure out, you know, how to get our immune systems back up after wearing masks for the last couple of years. But um, I feel like this was kind of like a good place for a lot of teams to kind of, you know, see where we're at right now, go into the holiday period um, and kind of regroup as you kind of get ready for um, the new year and kind of getting back into, you know, conference and tournaments is why I know a lot of teams will also compete um, in some uh, out of state or local tournaments as well during the, you know, the week between Christmas and New Year's. But um, Joe, a really impressive showing from the Ramblers, um, especially with what they've been able to accomplish so far this year. You're kind of seeing that growth from them where um, they're continuously getting better. They're showing strong performances at tournaments and um, and some of their duels as well. I mean, duels are obviously hard when um, you can't fill out an entire lineup and that kind of stuff. But um, you're really starting to see some good stuff and some things come together for the Ramblers. Um, and to have a cap off with uh, the Dvorak the way that it did, um, I feel like that they're at a pretty good place right now. Yeah, and they, and they, they keep progressing that program under, under I think, his third year now in uh, Matt Cullum. Um, doing really good things for that program. He's big on building it uh, through success and through kind of, um, you know, promoting that success and really getting a lot of kids involved into the sport at a young age, working with the youth groups in the area um, is a big thing for him. So um, it's cool to see it paying off. And I, I really think the best is, is yet to come for them as a team. Um, and with that, of course, they're going to get some strong individual performances too, but um, it might be hard for them to compete in a conference that has like Marist and, and others where it's a really deep wrestling roster. Their roster isn't, you know, 40 deep, um, like some are but it's it's getting there and it's full of some punch and so um i think they're competing in oklahoma if i'm not wrong man i hope i'm not wrong in like a duel um a big duel tournament over holiday break so that should be good for them but i think that's good for every winter sport is to have those opportunities that schools like nutria and loyola can provide where you can go out of town and uh or in town, just those holiday tournaments are a great benchmark um, before you get some time off um, for the holidays and everything to see where you're at. And then you get to regroup. Um, I like that a lot for winter sports. So uh, it's pretty cool. And I think Loyola is uh, like like we keep saying, it's on the way up. Uh, Highland Park competed at uh, Niles West uh, Invitational over the weekend, placing six. Um, Mark Martinez won a title at 138. Um, who's still undefeated on the season 13 and 0. Um, some good performances, Joe, from uh, Highland Park in a, a competitive uh, Niles West tournament. Yeah, and Highland Park's moving along. They've got, uh, um, they're, they're also building that program. I think we talked about it in here. Um, you know, their coach Steve Moore was saying a couple of years ago during the pandemic, you know, they they could, they the, the program was on life support. They only had, a, those were his words, but they only had a few guys um, in the in the room 
in the wrestling room and now they're they're building it back up and they can do things like this finish sixth at a 21 team tournament pretty big deal they got mike martinez that junior you, you mentioned um they had a nick nate ferrari finish second and um dimitri derbenienov um i thought i did pretty good on that dimitri uh <laughs> also <laughs> second place um he was at 152 we had some other guys do some pretty good two things too and finish in the top uh uh, on the podium for for the Giants. So programs looking pretty good, and, and they're competing pretty well this year. All right, we're seeing some good stuff in wrestling, so uh, hopefully that continues on, especially moving forward here as the winter season progresses. Um, let's jump around now, and let's uh, go to some basketball. Um, we'll hit more on the basketball in the fourth quarter when we preview some upcoming tournaments. But, um, Joe, uh, some good stuff happening here. New Trier boys basketball continues to roll um after some impressive wins in Arizona um to set up a fun uh day night uh, or a double header um against Evanston for both the boys and girls program yeah they're going to do that at um Welsh Ryan Arena excuse me on Thursday we're recording this on on Wednesday so sorry we won't get the results and as of now even with the winter storm uh uh, on the charge um, for tomorrow night. It is on, according to Nutrier. So um, they're going to do that pretty short drive for both Nutrier and Emerson players. Um, don't think we'll make that one. Um, they're telling us to bend down the hatches. But um, Nutrier boys just coming off, they went down to Saguaro, um, Arizona for the second, well, at least the second straight year, but the second straight year they won it. Um, they won all three of their games. Jake Fegan was the MVP, uh, junior Logan Feller and senior Evan Canellos also made the all tournament team. Um, I think they won the championship game 70 to 69 to 27. Uh, so they really ran through this tournament in convincing fashion, uh, moved to 11 and one on the season that only lost to top 10 team, St. Ignatius. So Nutrier looking good. Um, like we've talked about, this team is, is really strong and deep, a lot of talent throughout um, the roster. So um, they just proved it against a bunch of out of town teams looking good. And the girls, um, Nutrier girls, after a couple losses in a row, I think four, they came, they've come back with a couple wins. So it'll be, a, I think it'll be a good game against Evanston tomorrow night. Um, I think, um, you know, add in the rivalry as well as I think they're on similar levels um, talent wise this season. I think it'll be a good one. Um, so watch out for that. We'll get you the, the scores once it's over. Um, but uh, also, if we're, you know, throw this in for new Trier girls, Coach Terry Rogers uh, won the Daryl Kipp Award from the Illinois Coaches Association. Um, they handed out their Hall of Fame things. Terry Rogers is already in the Hall of Fame, but she won the Daryl Kipp Courage Award for her work promoting and uh, advancing the game of women's hoops and for women's coaches. So we got a story on that, too. So pretty cool stuff for Terry Rogers. Yeah, very cool stuff, especially, you know, obviously winning is important and all that kind of stuff, but uh, dealing with more important issues and obviously advancing the game, really cool stuff to see that um, for her to be honored for what she's been able to do so far. Um, all right, and let's jump on over now to uh, girls gymnastics where, Joe, I know you had a catch up with Nutrier last week um, and really uh, saw some impressive scores, especially um from uh crossgrove who we mentioned earlier and um it's it, it it's not really a surprise but it seems like the nutrier gymnastics team is uh, uh continuously just putting together strong performances and setting itself well for uh conference and you know postseason hopes as well yeah i think uh at this point in the season we're you know in the first half even though gymnastics goes quick but um 
they got some injuries and you know a lot of programs do right now nursing them making sure you put your best lineup out there figuring out the best lineup yada yada so Nutrier's not there yet they've got room to grow but during in a in a duel with Glenbrook North they did put up their best score so far this season of a 139 I think 6-5 um, I think we can expect them closer to I don't know what this team's going to cap out and it depends but maybe a 142 um, and that's what they're going to need to do to make state which is their goal but um they did some good things. They also had their best overall individual score so far this season where Clara Crossgrove, who's a sophomore, really just nailed her um, floor routine with a 955. Um, she told me, and you'll hear this on the on the recording, that um, she wasn't too confident in a high score and not, not necessarily her performance, but because the judge um, she recognizes maybe a tough score. and uh, But it came through as a 955. It was a surprise to her. Obviously, that one... Um, the category for that night. Um, overall, the duel, Nutria lost by, I think, two and a half points. Um, it's actually the first time Glenbrook North beat them in about a decade in a duel. So Glenbrook North's got a good team put up about 141 and a half or 142, I think. Um, pretty good for a team score for them. Um, but Nutria's got room to grow. They've got uh, some injuries going on. They're led by Ryan Siegel, who who should be doing the all-around, but uh, isn't there yet. I think she's still missing out on the, uh, on the bars. Nope, on the floor. Sorry. And uh, Sammy Mills also supposed to do all around. She got pulled by the coach in the middle. She's kind of nursing a back thing. Nothing serious, but they still got room to grow and room to fill out that lineup. So I think new Trier will, uh, will only get better from here. You mentioned obviously room, room to grow. Are you concerned at all? You know, with just what, you know, with that loss and that kind of stuff, or given the fact that you're, you know, they're dealing with some stuff and dealing with some injuries and, you know, just trying to figure things out. Maybe you're not as concerned once they're at full strength. Well, you never know with, um, certain gymnastics injuries uh, because there's no way to lay off them um, when you're in the meet, you know, you can't, you can tape it up and you can um, ice it up and, and do some things, but you can't really not land on both feet. You know, Carrie Strug did that once and it was a national international sensation. So um, there's some ankle things you worry about back things, you know, you just hope that um, some rest and time off and they'll be back to full strength, but at full strength, it sure seems like they have the talent to be an outback in the state conversation. Um, I think they, I threw some stats in here. If I could find them that they've made state, uh, they had a four year run from uh, 2017 to um, 2020, and then they didn't qualify last season. So they're trying to get back. There was no meet in 2021, but um, they're trying to get back there. Um, and, uh, I think they're confident, you know, coach, uh, Jess, Jen Pistorius said, you know, I asked her, you know, does this team have what it takes to do that? And she said, absolutely hundred percent. So they, the talent's there, um, they get healthy, at least for the most part, I think they'll, they'll be in that state conversation come postseason. All right, let's move on over to the second quarter, but we'll stick with girls gymnastics. As we mentioned earlier, we're going to hear from Crossgrove after a really important, impressive, uh, performance, uh, against GBN. Um, Joe, what are the folks at home going to hear from her? Yeah. Uh, Clara just tells us about that performance and what worked for her and, um, that maybe hasn't been working earlier in the season and, and the surprise to that and may have the goals for her as well, the team, uh, the rest of the way. All right, let's take a listen. Um, I hear from the roar of the crowd that, that your floor was pretty special today. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about it. What was working? Were you feeling um, good out so there? So I haven't been landing one of my tumbling passes. For Which one? The pass meets my first one. Okay. The one where I do a round off one and a half and then a front flip. And this was like one of the only meets that I've landed it. 
and so just from there everything kind of just went uphill uh, I just got really excited and then like everything just ended up going really well and then I got a 955 what was your previous high you know my previous score previous high before the 95 um, probably like an 89 oh wow so that's that's awesome yeah. So when it, when you kind of land it that early in the routine, does that help you out through the rest? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, so much. <laughs> Once you land like one thing, then you just like, okay, well, might as well finish strong now. Like, I just want to do really, really well. What, why, why weren't you landing it earlier in the season? Was there anything technically that you were working on? Um, I was just uh, really scared and like didn't have like a good... I was very nervous before, so then I would just rush it and then I would fall. But now that I'm more comfortable with like the meets and stuff, I've gotten more confident, so I do better. Once you saw that score, what'd you what'd you think once they? I was so shocked because <laughs> um, you know some of the judges score really hard, and I know uh, this judge on four was a very hard judge, so I really was not expecting to get a nine five five. That's awesome. Um, what year are you? Sophomore. Okay. Um, so what do you hope to accomplish in uh, varsity and, and for the team? What do you guys think you can do this year? I think we all just need to take a deep breath and be more confident in our skills. Because if everybody's nervous, then people start to get tense and then they don't do as well. So we really just need the whole team to be more positive. And if we were all more like relaxed, I feel like we would have done better on beam. I feel like today uh, our beams weren't as very, weren't as good. Yeah. So I think everybody just needs to relax a little bit more. Thank you, as always, Clara, for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's move on over now to the uh, third quarter where we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. Um, I throw out five propositions and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether those propositions can happen. So Nutrier is uh, Nutrier Boys basketball, I should clarify, is on the tear right now. Um, really impressive wins in Arizona where they've won by, uh, they scored points in both of their games and um, outscored their opponents by 30 points. Way or no way, Joe, that this team is really hitting its stride net right now and uh, really uh, really is uh, um, prepared for its matchup against Evanston on Thursday, if it happens. If, if it happens. I, I, I think I have two answers to that question. Uh, way that they're prepared for Evanston. Um, I don't know how you're not prepared for Evanston when, when you have a team like this and, you know, the rivalry and they split last year and um, they split a lot, uh, but, you know, both teams are good this year. Both teams are ranked. Uh, they play tough. And they both play tough defense. So I think uh, they're definitely ready for this one. It's going to be a showdown for sure. And how can you not get up for a game at a, at a big 10 um, arena at Northwestern? So that hitting their stride, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, I'm even higher on this team than they've showed. I think they've got more room to grow. I do. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, I think I could say that when we see a couple more, you know, we'll, in the Pontiac tournament, we'll see some action. Um, you know, Glenbrook North is looming. They're still undefeated in the conference. Um, so we'll see when we get there. But um, I think they're on their way to their stride. And I think they're going to hit bumps. I don't think this is a team that is absolutely, you know, inflappable. So, um, but their stride, I think their ceiling is higher than this. 
I think I'm going to go with way with this. I think I, I, I obviously can see um, them progressing and getting better and that kind of stuff. I do think they're hitting their stride. I mean, with how many games they've won in a row um, and really impressive performances they've had. Um, obviously, we'll preview the holiday tournaments, and there's a really fun matchup that we'll talk about, I'm sure, in the fourth quarter that could potentially happen. But um, I, I think that this new trier team has really hit a stride so far and um, is really doing well and competing well. Um, and I think that um, it's happening at the right time um, against uh, um, Evanston if they play on Thursday. All right, let's move on over now to Loyola Girls Basketball, who continues to go on a roll here, beating Carrie Grove. Uh, Evans and Vernon Hills recently um, also taking down Simeon last week. Um, and I want to preface this by acknowledging, yes, I know that Loyola is 11 and one. Um, <laughs> they're doing really well. And I don't want anyone to mistake this by saying that Loyola is bad by me saying, asking this question, but Joe way or no way you think you want to see more from Loyola, especially with their loss to mother Macaulay early in the year. Yeah, similar, I guess, at least in, um, you know, stylistically what I was saying about Nutria, I, I think Loyola's got room to grow uh, as well. Um, I think they're still looking for more consistent offensive uh, production. Um, their defense isn't going anywhere. So they're going to be in every game because of that and because they have enough offense to, to, to match. Uh, but I think to really get them on that next level, um, they're going to need um, – really a third score besides Paige and Kelsey that can make shots when maybe Paige and Kelsey are off or, you know, kind of more of a, a, a three headed um, situation on the offensive end. And I think that they have the options, possibilities to do that. They've got two freshmen that, that play a ton of minutes, maybe three, I, definitely t at least two, one in the starting lineup that play a ton of minutes. So that takes room to time to develop, especially on the offensive end um, and figuring out the pace of the game, the flow of the game, um, and all that and playing off your teammates in such a, a high speed game. Um, so I do, I don't know if I expect more. I, I, I think we're going to see more. Uh, and, but I think they're on the right track for that. I just, I don't think we should expect it yet. So yeah, I guess, I guess no way. I don't expect it yet, but I think they'll get there. So I don't want Loyola to like use this as like, you know, bulletin board material or anything <laughs> like that acting like I'm like saying that they're bad or, anything like that. I just want to see more from this team. Um, and uh, I just want to see what they're able to do. So um, I'm going to go away with this question. Um, again, I'm not trying to say anything bad, but I just want to see more. And I think that's fair at this point of the season. Um, all right. We're going to move on over to our third question here, where we focus on uh, wrestling. Um, way or no way, Joe, you're more encouraged about what you saw from Loyola um, this weekend and this month um, than you were at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I'm encouraged by Dvorak. So, yeah, I'll say way. Uh, it was great to see those freshmen. I didn't know how – I know Kai's had a nice year at 220. I didn't know how he performed against some of the best. You know, freshman at 220, like I said earlier, is is uh, kind of outrageous. Um, and to finish fourth at that tournament's wonderful. Uh, it's terrific. Um, and uh, another freshman um, was up there, too, in the top eight, and so was uh, uh, one of their juniors. Um, so – yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged. I like it a lot. Um, seeing only 11 of 14 spots filled, I don't know if, you know, maybe that's who they were able to get up there because of whether it's injuries or um, or, or everything, um, illnesses. Um, so I don't know um, how deep their roster is actually and if they're able to fill all the spots for all the duels coming up and 
um, if they'll get there for the regional and sectional and stuff. But uh, they got a lot of talent there. So, yeah, I think I'm, um, I'm, I've been impressed. Definitely impressed as well. I think you're just seeing a lot from um, – you're just seeing a lot from them right now, and they're really performing well, especially in high-level tournaments um, early on in the season and especially now. So I think they're really hitting their stride. Um, I think it's tough compete to compete for – you know, in that conference where you have like teams where like Mount Carmel and like um, other really strong teams who have, um, you know, full lineups and that kind of stuff. So that can make it tough, um, you know, when you're trying to compete in duels and trying to put the records together and that kind of stuff. But I do think that um, what we've seen so far from them at tournaments, especially Adiodi and um, everyone else that we've talked about so far, um, I think it's encouraging to see that. And so I think I, I definitely am more encouraged um, heading into um, you know, this new year kind of holiday stretch here um, than I was earlier um, in the season. All right, Joe, last week I asked you whether you were concerned concerned about uh, Loyola Academy boys uh, basketball, and I'm going to kind of emphasize that again. Um, I know they had a, a close loss to Evanston on Friday and then had a pretty tough loss to Mount Carmel um, on Tuesday. Uh, way or no way, Joe, that uh, this team maybe can't uh, won't uh, reach the level that we're kind of used to from uh, previous Ramblers teams. I mean, I'll say no way. I think they'll be fine. Um, I just don't know if they will beat our expectations, and and they'll they could still they still got room here, um, and a lot of new 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 faces working their way in. But I, I didn't like the loss to Evanston. I thought that that's a that's a winnable game for them. It was a, it was a close one. I think they went to OT and they weren't very pleased with it. Um, but uh, would like to see a victory there. I didn't give them. You know they beat Mount Carmel last year, um, but Mount Carmel's very very good. So I, I gave them a puncher's chance in that one, but not much more, um, um, just because of the talent on the floor for the caravan. Um, so, but at eight and four. They're good. Um, I'd like to see a couple more uh, marquee wins and to get worked in there. Evanston would have been a nice one to have. So um, I think they're right at my expectations. They just haven't beaten them. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. Agree with you there and go with way as well. I think uh, um, they're pretty much where they need to be. Um, I'm disappointed by a few losses um, like you are. So um, I'm expecting more. I kind of want to see more. Um, and I, I, they'll get an opportunity to do it, obviously, in that conference where they have really tough opponents and um, some really tough games to play for. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think I do want to see some out of this team and um, am a little disappointed by what we've seen so far. All right, final way or no way here, Joe. Um, we uh, talked about, you know, it's going to it's early signing day today for football. Um, Loyola has a, a few uh, signing today. Um making their uh, putting pen to paper and um, realizing their dreams of playing uh, college football uh, way or no way, Joe, that will have the North shore area will have um, someone signing early next year. Next year. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, yeah, I can think of a few. I think uh, um, college is going to pick up on miles Kermiscoli before the year early in the season and he'll, he'll, he'll do a verbal. Um, I think he's getting looks from all over, and I think he's that good from Nutria, Nutria wide receiver. Um, and Loyola is going to have guys. Uh, they got a couple offensive linemen coming back who I think are going to be big uh, in the college uh, recruiting process. Um, let's see. I think they have three tight ends going to college. Maybe they'll have another one <laughs> next year. Um, 
but I think we'll see, you know, will Nemeshine is going to be a senior. Was he going to get some looks and get signed early? I think maybe he will as well. So I think we will. Yes. Yeah. I think I'll go with way as well. I feel like it, it's every year that we have some talent coming in out from this area. So um, yeah, I think in a year we'll uh, uh, talent from one of our teams um, getting a chance to uh, sign early in the year, but uh, we'll worry about that in a year. And that let's move on over to the fourth quarter. We're focused on this year. Um, where we've got uh, local guys uh, signing their letters of intent. Um, I think Loyola was the only team uh, in our coverage area who had guys who were uh, signing their letters of intent early today. Um, Brooks Barr from Loyola um, signing with Michigan. Jack Parker signing with Western Illinois. Uh, Jake Sterney signing with Colgate. Um, and then um, I think there's one more. I'm trying to find the name right now. Two more. We got yeah. Jack Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Right. And Pan Milopolis. Yes. Uh, and he's going to go to Eastern Illinois. By the way, Jack Parker's Western Michigan. Uh, Eastern Illinois, but it's Michigan. Oh, my, my bad. Yes, Western Michigan. Um, yeah, and then uh, with uh, Jack, he's going to walk on at Northwestern. Um, Jack Fitzgerald, I should say, uh, playing for his dad there as well. So um, a really impressive group, Joe. I mean, obviously, I know um brooks has been on the top of everyone's attention for a long time you know going to michigan with how um dominating of a force he is um jake sterney obviously put together a hell of a season uh this year for loyola um sticking with his commitment with colgate he you know fell in love with that school pretty early and is going to after a really impressive senior year um and then you know a couple uh um a few guys you know parker playing a role playing a role here um, and the Hapulis really playing a role there as well for the a Ramblers team that won um, a state title this year. Um, just a really impressive group of guys, um, especially with a couple of the headliners there. Yeah, it is an impressive group. And I think we're going to be, they're going to, uh, more guys from that group will be in the later signing. We're talking about Johnny McGuire and um, um, other offensive linemen, I believe, um, Declan Ford. Um, you know, possibly Spencer Ledbetter might 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 get on somewhere. Uh, some other defensive guys that uh, I know are are slipping my mind right now, but um, I think we'll have um, a handful of, of other Ramblers to fill out those guys going to college. So obviously, it's a state championship team in the biggest division and in one of the best states for football. So uh, obviously, they're going to have a bunch of talent, and um, they deserve uh, the accolades right now. Yeah, definitely really uh, deserving and uh, a big day for them, obviously, uh, um, signing uh, to play college football is, you know, realizing their dreams, their hard work going through um, the recruitment process is not really easy these days anymore either, you know, just constantly talking to coaches, putting your film out, trying to impress people um, and that kind of stuff. So um, really a cool day for them just being able to be recognized for their hard work and um, achievement. So congrats to everyone who is signing early today. And like Joe said, um, there's more to come, I'm sure, during the regular signing period in February. Um, all right, Joe, let's do some preview stuff here. We've got uh, a lot of hoops happening here. Um, a lot of great tournaments are happening in the area, especially for our area teams. And um, let's start with New Trier Boys Basketball, who's competing in Pontiac, um, has a potential date with Simeon if everything goes according to uh, a plan there. And um, I, I feel like we talked last season joe but um a really prove it tournament for new trier boys just kind of to show that you know how good are you especially if they end up playing simeon can you beat simeon can you stay close with simeon um you know such a dominating team this season 
Um, it should make for a really big showcase for Nutrier, um, for the whole state, really, just how good they really can be this year. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game. You know, number one, uh, make sure you win your first round game um, to get their Pontiac's chock full of talent here. So it's going to be good stuff uh, throughout the tournament. I think you're going to want to come away with a winning record, obviously, in the tournament. I think that's a victory. But when you, if you get to Simeon and you play them, um, I think they've proved and they've done nothing to take away from the fact that they're the number one team in the state. Uh, and I, I, it's going to be a tough a tough, be- tough task to take them down at all, to even compete with them, to be honest. They're that good. So w- what can we do against them? Can we slow them down? Can we get let your defense work, that defense is special at Nutrier, and give yourself a chance with, with your three-point shooting, which is special for Nutrier, maybe the best in the state? So um, if we do those two things and stay in the game, who knows what happens in the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, you got to handle the ball well against um, – against Simeon as well. Um, and uh, that's something that, that that cost them the game last year against them when they had Simeon on the ropes and turned the ball over a bunch of times in the, in the final couple minutes. Um, and, uh, but what, you know, maybe you take away a few things, lessons learned for down the road because you want to be a team that's going to compete for, to go down state for a state trophy. And you might have to see Simeon once you're there. So um, take some things out of a, a really good team and how you can compete against that a team like that, that style of play, that the you know that level of talent. What can you do against them? I think you could take a lot away from that, even if you do lose. What do you expect out of this team? I know you're really you know you're you're probably their biggest cheerleader right now. Just <laughs> wish that you are able to you know how high you are on this train right now. But um, what do you expect from them in that in this tournament? Uh, I expect a pretty good showing, um, but I, I because of the talent level here, I wouldn't be discouraged with a couple losses. I don't think that's going to derail your season in any type of way. Um, you're looking good. You're feeling good coming off the tournament win in Arizona, but you're you're coming across what's definitely going to be a higher um, a higher level of play here. I just I kind of like that the Evanston games in between. Um, kind of resets you a little bit, gets your focus on not on the tournament you just won, but your focus is going to be on Evanston if it's not to punch you in the mouth. So um, they're going to kind of get a nice little reset, win or lose against Evanston. I think it'll be a win. And then uh, to, <laughs> before they enter that tournament. So um, I like that. I, I expect them to come out with a winning record. I think they should get um, a few games, whether they lose two or not. I think they should get four or five. So um, I think they'll come out with a winning record. Joe, we, let's stick with Nutria here and go to the girls' side of things where they, uh, like you mentioned earlier, some um, bounce-back wins for uh, the Trevians and what they were able to um, accomplish so far. So, I mean, um, they're going to be playing at the Dundee Crown uh, Tournament on the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th. Um, just where are you at with this Nutria girls' team and uh, what can they improve here in the Dundee Crown Tournament? Uh, Dundee crown's a good term too. It's a big one. Um, I think they can do a little damage in this bracket. I think that they need to, uh, they need to figure out who they are really, especially on the offensive end of the floor. Um, you know, without Celia Klein, who we talked about so much, um, in her, her wrist injury. Um, I think they're still trying to find another option on the offensive end and another playmaker. And, uh, um, they need to work that out before the second half of the season and the playoffs come. So um, I think this will go a long way in doing that on Dundee crown. And then 
right after the new year, they'll have the grow the game tournament. So with those two things. What uh, we're moving over now to um, Loyola girls who are still competing in the Libertyville tournament. So far, they've got a couple wins there as well. Um, for the girls, is it pretty much, you know, just keep on going at this point and just kind of, you know, you got to keep on winning the games that you can win. And then hopefully once you get, um, you know, really good tournament, you can play some prove it games there as well. Yeah, I think so. I think it's keep on going, um, keep developing those shooters around um, your playmakers like Langston and Angles, who also shoot. Uh, but they're great at breaking down defenses and kicking it. Do we have the the personnel around them um, when and how we want them um, to you know be knocked down shooters when when those kicks come? So I think those are the things they're really going to have to develop as they they work their way through these tournaments. But it's uh, they're playing they're they're playing winning basketball right now. So um, any development you can get alongside that is gravy. All right, and for the Loyola boys, they're traveling down to Naples, Florida, playing in the Gulf Shore Holiday Hoop Fest. Um, this feels like a tournament. Obviously, I, I can't claim to know every team um, who's going to be playing and the talent of every team who's going to be playing in that tournament, but um, it feels like a game for Loyola. Um, they'll have no Niles Notre Dame on Thursday if that game gets played, um, but it feels like a tournament for Loyola for the boys where they need to kind of figure things out as well. Um, like it's kind of the same thing as we were talking about the new Trier girls basketball team and kind of see, you know, where are we, what are we doing and how are we, you know, kind of reaching the level we want to le- reach um, as we get deeper into a uh, CCL play here in January. Yeah. Um, that'll be a good one against Notre Dame this week. Again, I think it's, I think it's Thursday. So um, hopefully that happens against their rivals um, should be a raucous crowd always is um, for that one. And uh yeah, it feels like a good time to take a break uh, for Loyola. And I don't mean that, you know, they'll still be on the court in Florida, but it'll be a good time to get away from um, kind of the local distractions and uh, reset a little bit, uh, maybe have some fun as well in a team atmosphere. Um, I think it's a good it's a good spot for them um, to do that and maybe come back a little rejuvenate and just really shake off that loss to Evanston. I think that probably hangs on them pretty heavy and then to get beat up, you know, two days later or whatever it was by Mount Carmel, um, probably bad taste in their mouth. So hopefully they can get it out of there while they're in Florida. All right. Any other uh, tournaments or anything else you want to talk about before you say No, I'm pretty good. I think we ran through it all again. Uh, congrats to coach Rogers. I think that courage award is a big deal to grow the game tournament, which well, we're going to talk about a lot when it, after the new year, when it happens, is a really cool thing. All women official, all women coaches, uh, head coaches, and of course, you know, female players. Uh, but it's a really cool thing, and it's it's really grown. We're talking, I think, uh, 35 teams this year or 36, um, up from 20 something last year, and up from you know, it keeps going up. So, it's a really great program um, that she co-founded, and uh, she's deserving of that award. So. Um, that's the last thing. Yeah. I think I just wanted to mention that and, and happy holidays to everyone and uh, who celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah. It's all this week. So enjoy. Yeah. Thank you as always to everyone who's listening to the podcast. Always appreciate you. You guys are a great gift for us. Um, always uh, listening to us and always appreciate all the fun feedback and everything that we've get. So really appreciative of everyone who uh, subscribes and listen to the podcast, but that's everything that we've got for this week's episode of the varsity. Thank you as always for listening. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere they're available. Make sure you search the Varsity North Shore and we'll be there. Uh, give us a nice little review and spread the word as well um, when you're at those sporting events. Always appreciate everybody's uh, fun feedback and uh, listening to uh, these episodes. 
Um, just a quick reminder that you can check out my stuff at FridayNightDrive.com. Today's signing day, so we've got a lot of great content for you guys, everyone who has signed in CCLESCC and across the state as well. Um, we've also linked all of our commitment stories um, you know, throughout the year when guys were committing and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you check out that stuff. And as always, check out Joe's work at the record Shore.org. Not just sports, but everything else that is also happening in the North Shore area. Uh, Joe does a great job of covering all that stuff. So make sure you subscribe. And especially during the season of giving, also support the nonprofit and uh, help it to continue to grow um, like it has over the last couple of years. But for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. And we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, a product of the record northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.